So far, so good for a, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess it'll be a, um, a, a Tuesday by the time anybody hears this, but for a Monday, I uh, can't complain. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> here we are four seconds into it, and we're still agreeing and getting along. I like that. Let's do that for the whole thing. We can try. <laughs> so, where do we leave off? Uh, well, uh, when we last left the program, uh, we were talking about something that i think we were all a little confused about and that was that our podcast had been labeled explicit by apple and so we thought so we thought and it actually wasn't apple um it was that we have a wonderful webmaster who have heard has heard us we've been doing this for this is episode 52 right joe correct same as a deck of cards wow does it have Without anything to do with JFK's <laughs> birthday or anything else? Uh, or Lincoln? Or that, mur- that murdering linebacker Ray Lewis also were number 50. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, and, unless you're counting the Joker and they take away the Joker, you got 52. So ah, That's awesome. Uh, so anyway, as it turns out, uh, you know what a tempest in a teapot is? I know what a teapot Much about is. Nothing mountain in a molehill. It's like a mountain out of a molehill, basically. Um, We were kind of freaking out. And I'll tell you why. Because, well, first off, we all love Joe. And Joe's a teacher. And he can't, you know. Did you know Joe was in a porno? No, he wasn't. He was on an... It's not (laughs) that. And so it it was like, he was like, I can't be on a thing that says explicit. So afterwards, we had this long talk into the night. And our webmaster had heard us debating, I guess, I'm trying to think if we even have sworn, I think the S word has come out a couple times, but someone told me, Jeff told me, that there has been one F word. And yeah, I've, I've dropped an F-bomb, I think maybe more than one. Well, I know, but one time Joe emotional. asked me to edit it out, and I stayed up an extra half hour looking for it, oh, and, and I oh. put a cuckoo clock in there, remember Joe? Oh, Okay. I I do remember every once in a while, and I used to edit, so it was a lot easier to make sure uh, that things were reasonably clean because I was the one that was uh, doing the editing. But now, thankfully, you've done that, so uh, I don't really know as much as I can. Yeah. Now, uh, and so here's the thing: I think that um, well, a couple of things. We debate stuff because we just sit here and you know bust balls a little bit, but or or chops, I should say, but none of us would do anything to endanger joe because first off we love him so there's there's no way i'm gonna swear and i'm sure spike wouldn't either if that's what it takes to preserve the that's sanctity what it takes to keep doing it yeah yes, you bet. I'd, lose, I'd lose my last testicle to keep well, the show you've on only the got air. one I left would. dude give him a I'd kidney give it up instead for you. <laughs> 
Well, giving up on them nuts yeah. every day. It, it's not a matter of endangering me. It's a matter of I have to hold myself to the same standards I hold my students to. Exactly. I can't. I can't uh, go in there and tell them that you have to do a clean show, and I'm not doing one. And even if I'm not swearing, just by being on a show that's not clean, it's yeah. kind of guilt by association. So. Now, are there other things that like so? Because here's the thing: the word "explicit" is by itself not a bad word. For example, if I say like say you go to a public pool and it says no rough housing and do not urinate in the pool. That's a very explicit message. That's a very explicit sign. It tells you what the rules are. So the word explicit doesn't mean dirty. Did you know that? Yes. Not, I mean, it, it can be, it's just something very clearly stated. Would yes. Be something stated explicitly. So, I mean... So that was part of it. I mean, I was worried in a way, like if I sounded a little frustrated because I'm so sick of the FCC and the internet doesn't have an FCC, but a transmitting tower does still, although it makes no sense to me. And, um, and so are we going by FCC? Are we going by George Carlin? Like, I want to know what's going to make you feel comfortable. Well, I've been thinking about this, and I would prefer uh, no profanity because I think there's plenty of words in the dictionary to explicitly express yourself without okay. needing to swear. But when and you I say frankly, profanity, are you talking George Carlin's profanity? or what? I'm talking, yes, I'm talking anything that would get you a fine if you were on terrestrial radio. Got it, okay. And frankly, I don't think it makes you sound very smart. I, I think that profanity, and now I can, I now at the same time, I understand it can be effective, and I've been thinking about this a lot mm. and and i've been thinking number one i would love no profanity but uh if we're going to somehow have a line i was thinking everybody gets one per show use it <laughs> use it diligently and once oh. you use it that's it i'm and so it happy to have you back on the slip and slide because that's yes. where you're the most funny joke <laughs> right. well and, and i want to save up a couple and get one really good show <laughs> well, in this month. yes well and yes and i was thinking that too now okay. it can't be the f i don't ever want it. I no don't think i don't that's... think the f word first off none of us are like that we wouldn't right. say it. spike said it once, well but just, we do yeah. it's it comes out we do i don't think we it do. should i have yeah. not said it i don't think i've said it once have i uh, your I think maybe once, yeah. once I or could twice. be wrong, but I don't think uh, my mother would have mentioned right. it when I prayed to her in heaven. But okay. I was thinking that everybody got one S word or, or one damn. Yeah. I'll S. say damn, but the S but, yeah. I don't think is ever. No one's going to fire you because someone said the S word. It's not but, a matter of being fired. It's a matter of holding myself to the same standards I hold I my students to. It's not. Absolutely. It's not. It's not about. In fact, I just got my. Yes. I got my schedule for next year. I'm thrilled. I have. Uh, I have the like the dream schedule for a teacher. I have four radio classes. Uh, first and second period fifth and sixth period so i'm uh, i'm set in, in that and now regard. are these going to be in person have has your school decided yet no we haven't decided okay. there's a lot of uh, figuring to do i think it'll be a little bit of both probably to start off maybe none in person and then maybe you maybe you go in shifts maybe you go to first period 
you know, if I have 40 students in a class, maybe 10 of them come on Monday, 10 of them come on Tuesday, 10 of them come on Wednesday, wow. and then I give them stuff to, to work on from home. So, okay. Uh, so, so they might just to be clear, it. you said shifts, right? You said shifts with an F. Yes. Yes. Just yes. to be clear. I don't want to, I, right. so I'm trying to keep track here. All right. By the way, Joe, um, I thought about you so much this last four days. Thought well, about you I've, when I was mowing the lawn. Thought about you when I was doing the gardening. Just dreaming, daydreaming about you. Well, thought I about appreciate you shower. that. Shower. It's actually, not a shower, no. <laughs> I, I thought about me a lot. Uh, myself i, I oh, think good. about me that all the time so yes yeah, so we have that in common <laughs> the uh a, a, and what i have thought about i mean in all seriousness is i just want to establish if we're going to keep doing this some kind of ground rules you know and and, and i mm. think 50 episodes in is a, a good time to so do it and what I think, other what other rules are you thinking of well, the I think the one one S word per episode, and I do think Spike, if you wanted to bankroll those and like let loose at the end of one, you know, after about five Thanks, episodes, yeah. I think that would be okay. This is so cool um, because, by the way, when I was mowing the lawn yesterday, driving around thinking about you, it was like we gotta, you know, we gotta get something that's like not explicit or dirty, and I think the S word is the one word. That, in fact, you can't open a newspaper or you can't even look at anything in this world today without needing the S word. It's, it's, it's become like if it was food, it's one of the essential food groups of speaking about how the world is. Well, yeah, and from the FCC standpoint, I mean, I could just point to Brian Williams or any network news and go, you know, you're seeing every bad word in the book, both yes. spoken and written by graffiti all over the place. But yes. once again, it, it's not a matter of uh, it's not a matter of my employment. It's a matter of my principles, and, and right. I I have to be uh, a good example. So I understood, that's, and uh, and I believe that's more important because, like, when you were talking about your employment last time, I was like, I don't think they're gonna wax him. You know. By the way, notice how I keep saying the S word instead of using the actual word. I, I love that. <laughs> yes. Well, that's and I will. That's because I want to think of myself as being superior to people who use it all the time. You know, I wouldn't describe a country as uh, an, an asshole. asshole country. Yeah, yeah. Although if I say it that way, it sounds in a way worse. Like yeah. a shoal. It's a nice waterfront place. It's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right, good. So, uh, so, uh, so we're good with that. And by the way, whatever happens, happens. Um, I was like, because... You do get moody, Joe, sometimes these days. Sometimes you seem a little angry and like you want to quit and this is too much for you. And then sometimes yeah. we're, it's just, it's the same as ever. And you're working your butt off. So uh, whatever you feel like is fine with me. Yeah. Well, this is just, I mean, this is an emotional time, whether we were doing a podcast or not. I mean, obviously it's an emotional time for the whole country, but yes. as a, as a teacher, even in a perfect world, if we weren't in quarantine and having, you know, unrest in the streets, even in a perfect world, it's a really emotional time because the, the students that have been your basically your partners for years it's like you know it would be like if you guys left forever and i just knew you weren't coming back uh, other than to say hi every once in a while so when you when you have your your best students graduating and moving on mm. it's just a, it's a tough you know it's a tough so time you're to, like um uh, a mother robin and they flew out of the nest 
Yeah, imagine when Keith yeah. and Andrew got older and uh, you know went went on. Well, I do that every year, uh, and they're they're not my kids, but they are my kids. And you know to 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 all of a sudden one day, and especially when you're looking at them on a Zoom screen, going, "This is not the way we should be saying goodbye to each other." Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a it's kind of a it's kind of interesting. And this is the last week of school, so we that's got it. a yeah, yeah and uh, that's it for a while. So uh, and then what? you do you have summer off right well well figure out how to how to teach Uh, i do have more time this summer because seafarers canceled usually we'd be broadcasting the hydros and stuff right that's not happening i am doing a uh, juneteenth celebration if you know any good good black songs i could use a few right now um the friday Um. night the city is having uh, having what? me program uh, a celebration for Juneteenth, which is the day uh, the slaves were freed. So right, that's right. Th- that's that's my uh, my project for this week, and then after that, I'll rest for a little while. Well, there's no shortage of great African American music. Um, what kind of music are you looking for? Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty open, and uh, one of my students already did an hour's worth. So I'm I'm thinking about throwing in some. Uh, I mean, it's a celebration, so I don't want to get into the swing low, sweet chariot mode too much. There, I mean, I I think maybe a little bit of that, but I'm thinking some uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm thinking that's good. Uh, s- some Muddy Waters. I'm thinking some Neville Brothers. How about some Buddy uh, Guy? Some Buddy Guy, you bet. Yeah. Some Ray Charles and, you know, and uh, some John Lee Hooker. So if anybody wants to suggest a great song for Juneteenth, please email me and I will uh, put it into the playlist for a three-hour so special. If I, could, if I could recommend to avoid the Dewey Cox soundtrack completely. Is that the uh, the 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 race, the, the mo- comedy piece? Yeah, the comedy movie yeah. with... Uh, John John G. John C. Riley, whatever his name is, yeah. Is it? Yeah, there's bad, a great bad bunch stuff? of. It's a great, great, great African American music in there, but it's not good for your show. Okay. You got to love the Negro man. <laughs> you got to love that, that Negro yeah. man. I'd also no. recommend you not play the theme from Little Rascals at any time. <laughs> no, no, we won't be doing any yeah. of that. We we uh, we'll, we'll make it good. We'll make it upbeat. We'll make it fun. That's very. How nice. about some Dylan? How about some Chimes of Freedom from Dylan or something? There's some. You know, there's well, some music was, that's, that's not that's not a black artist. Yeah, he wants to play African American artists. artists, right? Well, well, but also I was thinking, Dylan, a hur- a Hurricane. You know, Reuben Hurricane. Yeah, that's a, oh, perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about throwing that in there, but there's two things. It is long, and it does say the N word. Now, I think. In the context of art, in the context Ooh. of Bob Dylan, uh, you know, uh, but uh, for, you know, uh, for uh, me being a white guy and, yeah, and Bob Dylan being a white guy. I'm not sure yeah. that that's a good idea either. I'm not sure if that's the uh, one. And I wouldn't play there. Living for the City by Stevie Wonder either. Same thing. No. Oh, yeah. I do love that one, though. Is well, you just got to cut off the part where he says, run this across the road for me, my dear friend who happens no. to be black. Oh, I don't even remember that part. I remember the skyscrapers and everything. Yeah. And uh, he just got into the city. That was oh, he goes, definitely. he goes, here, N-word, run this across the street for me. And then he gets caught with a bag of dope. And he's like, I didn't know. Oh, no. And then the cop goes, go, N-word, get in the cell. You remember this, don't you? Oh, I remember the song. I didn't remember oh, their... Uh, well, I'm glad their- I... I'm glad I stopped you here in podcast land. <laughs> I think I'll, 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 
I'll stick with Sir Duke. I think yeah. that's a safe one. You know, we'll play a little. Uh, one of the Wonder. things I thought about as I thought about you for the last four days was all our lives together. Um, and I like that you came to the place where you, it's about honor and integrity for you because that I'm, I totally endorse. But one of the things you have to do to be funny and to be entertaining is take risks. And for the whole 25 years we were on the air, I, um, I didn't talk to you guys about this a lot, but I carried around, uh, I guess fear is the right word, because in order for a show to be good, it has to be taking chances. It has to be pushing the envelope. And uh, and yet at the same time, we're, we're all really good people that people could, you know, would want to hang out with and would know that, you know, we're basic, basically decent guys. And so there was always this feeling that one wrong move. Remember what happened to Don Imus? Well, I know rich he, in uh, old age, if I remember. Well, Don Imus well, was talking about the Duke basketball team, the women's oh, basketball right. oh, team, yeah, yeah, and right, he yeah. and he used a a, a, a slur, and it uh, it nearly brought him completely down. Anyway, one wrong thing, uh, and, and these days they call it an erase culture. That if something goes wrong, your career and all your work is erased. Now, I would argue that some of those people deserve it, but maybe not all of them. And uh, and so it is a really weird, scary time because not only is everything we do etched into the Internet and literally 100,000 years from now, some space aliens who are exploring whatever's left of this planet will go, look at this. I found the Apple servers. Those all those podcasts. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's all it's all goes on your. I, I, and they used to say this to me in high school. It goes on your <laughs> permanent, permanent record. record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember, Mister Hand. You yeah. bet. Yeah. Isn't it our time, Mister Hand? Yeah, it's Bacoli. <laughs> and so, I, anyway, I thought about all that, and and I realized that nothing's really different. Uh, back in the day, you know, we had to rein it in to a certain extent to make sure that we preserved our jobs and got paid. We also had to, you know, we also had to put some risk out there or it wouldn't be interesting to listen to. And, uh, and so that was a, a tough balancing act for me. I, uh, one of the biggest reliefs of retirement is that the worst thing I can do is um, look like an idiot or sound like an idiot, but not be fired like one. Right. That's where you get to risk reward. You, you know, is yeah. the is the reward worth the risk? At the time, we were uh, getting paid pretty well, and and uh, we were definitely more guarded. And uh, now, you know, you don't you don't have. Well, we're up to four hundred eighty nine dollars a month now. I think so. We are getting some rewards. There's uh, some money from, in there. Yeah, yeah. From Patreon, uh, and I do feel a little beholden because now we are kind of working for people. I thought about that too. Is like if Joe quits this week, then what do I have to do? Uh, give all that money back? Well, it'd be Bob, Spike, and you, you know, you just have to cut the. Uh, oh, a lot I of thought about a bunch dough. of things. We got Bob, uh, Spike, and your dough. Bob, Spike, and Pedro. Bob, <laughs> Spike, and Moa Gallucci. 
Bob Spike and Andrews, what one letter, uh, yeah. one writer said, uh, he said, I, he says, I talk too much, and frankly, I'm not very funny. He'd rather have the Bob Spike and Andrew, and I'll tell you, that does hurt. To, I mean, to be called not funny is <laughs> that's yeah. I take that kind of personal. You well, know, I think uh, you should mace him and, and fire rubber bullets at him. Well, I think you know that's. I mean, that's a that's just a mean. Then we'll thing go for a say. photo op with a Bible. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Although people have said much meaner to me in the last couple of weeks, so that's okay. But uh, yeah, he he uh, who was that said that we got we got. A well, lot of this thing out. has the, this swearing thing has been a distraction, and I'm glad we put it to bed. And basically, we're we never wanted to say the f word anyway. Even on my other podcast, where we could say the f word, I think we've said it like three times in 25 episodes it's just it's not it's not like we would go out of our way to do it because none of us would we're just not that that kind of people uh and so an occasional s word i can so live with that in fact i was hoping for that i don't know why i think one and you just got to choose your spot one per day you know that's was that one per person because that's one per person one per person per day including me if i and maybe i'll sell you mine but if i don't do any for uh 30 (laughs) episodes do i get to do 30 of them yes but you gotta warn warn people (laughs) that's that's the one episode's getting an e so we should tell some (laughs) other behind the scenes stuff so how our podcast got labeled explicit was that our webmaster david lee heard us all talking about it and then he did a little research and reading and he and he had read somewhere that if you don't if you're not honest about your podcast and people complain it can get banned and so i guess because he heard a cuss word he said well i better label it explicit just to be safe so it wasn't apple it wasn't anybody it was us talking about it that made him go well let me check this box and then after last week's episode I went nuts because I'm obsessive compulsive on the internet. Like if I'm missing a screw from a piece of electronics, I can find that screw on the internet. I can find a needle in a haystack. So I started reading all about explicit podcasts and what the rules of Apple were. And it turns out much like lots of things on the internet, especially like eBay and uh, Amazon and um, what, what is the uh, Yelp and all of that? It's mm-hmm. all self-policing. So you have an option when you do a podcast to check one of two boxes. One box says explicit. And that basically means, you know what? This is for adults only and we're going to be explicit. Okay. The other box says clean. And if you check clean... Apple files it as intended for children. And so in the middle is not to check either, which is, I think, what we are. Uh, We're, you know, a grown-up talk show, but we're pretty much safe. I would say we're PG-13, and anybody under 13 isn't going to care or understand what we're talking about anyway. Uh, So anyway, so that was checked by accident because we were talking about it. Now it's unchecked. And we haven't changed anything about the podcast. Right. And we would have probably never known. We would have been an explicit podcast for a while, if yeah. not a 
had not a listener said, look, I, I can't get your podcast anymore because I have my settings set to where uh, explicit material is not allowed so my kids can't get to it. So right. we, we were having some people not being able to access the, the, uh, the show. So I did a deep dive on the internet looking for podcasts that had been canceled because they were not labeled explicit. And guess what I found? None. I found that that is about as real as Antifa. Mm. <laughs> it's fake news. Uh, I couldn't find any evidence of anyone complaining about ever getting canceled or, or dropped. Really? Yeah, could not. I looked everywhere. I wow. looked in all these Tapa Talk forums. I looked everywhere. And there was a lot of people who don't know anything speculating. Uh, and the, But the, it boils down to policing yourself, which is good. Which is not my idea, by the way. Defunding the police is something that uh, I'd like to uh, say for the record. Uh, I want them there. I just want them to take the the same training seminars that we had to take when we worked for giant corporations, which I know they already have to take, and then to be held accountable if something goes wrong, like really accountable. Not just what? only accountable if some teenager happens to videotape you on your phone. That's not that's not good enough. I wouldn't mind defunding the ones that are do, giving out the parking tickets. Well, I that's mean, called firing we, them, but yeah. Oh, def yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, defund I mean, the parking tickets, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think well, that's, that's a source a, of revenue, Joe. That's how you pay to bust the, the drug dealers is by you paying a parking ticket once in a while. Right. Well, here in Seattle, we've got a really, uh, it's going to be an interesting summer, I will tell you, because yes. this is going to be, it's going to be the epicenter of, uh, it looks like, uh, of of basically the next Freedom, you know, March or whatever you want yep. to call it. The Capitol Hill has become its own little world up there. Now, and, I heard they renamed it. It's not called Chaz anymore. Do you know what it's called? It's the Chop, chop. now. The Chop. Now, how did they, why did they rename that? Because the, it's, it's the, the chop used to cause all kinds of problems with the Native Americans down in Atlanta. I'm not so sure yeah, that's, that's what I did. That's right. I know. I, I was wondering. The chop is, is the Samaritan's chop. Yeah. And I, I immediately mm. think pork. I mean, I think pork the minute I hear <laughs> chop. Pork just, chop. Joe's yes. up there. Where's the grill? Yes. Right. But it's the uh, Capitol Hill organized protest instead of the Capitol Hill autonomous zone so it's a little more de defining of ah, what it is so I they guess. changed autonomous zone to organized protest yes they figured out they need electrics water and sewage right so they don't want to be autonomous anymore they just want <laughs> to be have organized so how are right. you guys i, I, I want to give you my perspective from vermont and the things i'm hearing from people around the country but first you guys are there you're in seattle i know it's controversial even in Seattle, because I've been reading a few things about that. How do you personally feel? Spike, you first. Well, I've been, I got firsthand experience. Um, there are, as in any situation, there's some knuckleheads. Right. There are people up there who are spray paint, whatever they can get their little mitts on. There are people up there walking around, you know, with, with firearms. Um, but there are not these armed checkpoints. There are not shakedowns of local businesses for protection money. Um, as has been reported by major news networks right. and then retracted by the Seattle Police Department that it's not the case. Um, it is like a it is like the folk life festival meets um, the bite of Seattle meets a homeless encampment. Right. 
So it is the it is the stinkiest party of the summer. All right. So uh, how do you feel about it personally? I think it's a horrible way to make your point. I think okay. it loads the I think it loads the gun of everybody opposed to what you're trying to accomplish. I think it's easily painted as a, as reckless and dangerous as we can see it's been done brilliantly. I couldn't tell you how many people I've seen post on social media about how the uh, the Hell's Angels, the Mongols, and the uh, what other biker group club um, are all getting together and putting their differences aside to come here and kick Antifa ass. Hmm. I mean, Except seriously, I see people posting this, and these people are rooting yeah. it on on social media. We're going to clean that place up. So it's yeah. like Altamont 2 this so, summer. All right. Joe, uh, give me your uh, your what your perspective is. Well, okay, well, first of all, I was never a Capitol Hill guy. I'm a more of a Ballard guy. I like, you know, as far as going out, Capitol Hill's never been my neighborhood, really. Um, it's always a little on the eccentric side and stuff. So I haven't been up there. I did see Andrew, your son, was up there and took some pictures and stuff. I'd like to get some firsthand knowledge. Like you said earlier in the podcast, to uh you got to take risks and when you're when you're trying to make change you really have to take risks so i see it as a, you know i'm not going to say it's a positive or a negative but i certainly see the reasons behind it and i see it as something that is going to probably get bigger i look at the summer of love in san francisco in 1967 and i think to myself okay this is what's coming here now the summer of love started off really lovely and it didn't end so well so i could certainly see that's probably going to be the way this goes is uh they're building a nice little uh what do you call a utopian community up there everybody's kind of having fun and by the way it hasn't even got to be good protesting weather yet we it's rained every day in june wow uh, no kidding so yeah so so once the weather gets better and people start coming from all over the world because they want to be a part of this um i see it becoming a a, a a really big movement and i just hope it's positive and uh, i do hope like spike says that people don't go up there with the thought of trying to you know trying to incite violence but it's going to be a long summer uh, all mm. over the world and, and i think seattle is going to be in the middle of it but one thing's for sure is um you know things do need to change in our country and and uh, i'm not gonna um, i don't want to talk politics and i really mean it this time but but it's it's a, it's an impactful thing that is happening right now mm. um uh for sure yeah so from vermont i get a lot of different angles i get friends of mine you know some of my right-wing friends making fun of seattle going look at their seattle those idiots and et cetera, et cetera. but i i have to realize that they saw fake news and and incidentally i i hope that fake news becomes a campaign issue because i'd love to have a list of things that are determined to be fake like right now i'm more convinced that man landed on the moon than I am of just about any news story I see. Because any news story you see now, you until you research it and verify it, you can't know that it's true. And uh, 
and so I, I hope that you know we find out what was fake and what was not fake. The big thing that I've I've found is that people are like, "Oh, these Antifa protesters are all inciting violence," and I'm like, well, "Let me research Antifa." So it turns out that and did you do you know how to get into Antifa? By the way, yeah, go overseas and for a D Day. What's that? Yeah, go fight in the war overseas, basically, to stop the... the, (laughs) Honor honor veterans. So Antifa means anti-fascist, and it isn't actually an organization. There's a bunch of uh, people, some of them uh, responded to white supremacists violently. I think it was in, uh, was it South Carolina or North Carolina or whatever? Uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, right? But they don't really exist as a group. There is no email. There is no leadership. There is no such thing. You can't join it uh no members no central leadership no organization you cannot email antifa it simply means anti-fascist now franklin delano roosevelt was antifa your grandfather who fought in world war ii was antifa who's not anti-fascist the fascists other than that, most that was, that, that's there. the obvious choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than specific that, names, Bob? not anti-fascist. <laughs> so anyway, it turns out this this thing doesn't exist, and that's fake news right there. And I and I would love to uh, love to see that exposed. And then Fox News uh, doctored. Well, they they weaseled out of it a little bit. They used a photo from. Minneapolis, I believe, in a yeah, montage. The burning cars, the burning buildings. Right. Yeah. And they said it was Seattle. Uh, and they knew yeah. it. And, the and the green guy with the machine gun, right. he was a stock uh, Getty image photo. A stock Getty image photo, right. In other words, they doctored and created a photo that they needed. Right. And, and they retracted it, but their retraction was not an admission that it was fake news. Well, I think they should be called on it. I think fake news should be made illegal like really fake news and there ought to be a a governing body not snopes but there ought to be a way to prosecute fake news what do you think yeah because that's not news that's propaganda that is a pure propaganda that they're putting yeah well hold on a second we made our living off advertising so let's not (laughs) let's not negate the p word the propaganda word is (laughs) <laughs> well, well that's a very slippery slope on uh well, and, and, no and, i'm yeah. i'm all for advertising i'm yeah. all for selling advertising is propaganda for, by the way well well it can be but propaganda is when you're you're trying to change well and i guess you're right it is advertising yeah, propaganda is one of those words like explicit by the way there's a whole bunch of words that have that purport to be bad for example the word exploit now, if you're exploiting someone in human trafficking, then it's a bad word. But right, if you're if exploiting, you, exploiting if, a hole in the 49er defense, then that's it's a, a good, good word. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And if you are a company, say, from a little town like Seattle that has figured out how to charge $4 for a cup of coffee, if you create sound effects while you make it, you're exploiting a hole in the marketplace. So exploit itself isn't a bad word. Right. Propaganda isn't necessarily bad. No lying is even isn't even illegal but there is something that is illegal and we have laws on the books about fraud fraud 
if something rises to the level of fraud in that it can be damaging, it can incite violence, you know, it can do yeah. bad things to society, it should be prosecutable. What do you think? This would be a great job for the FCC instead of counting the S words. I mean, to, to, to anything, anything you're anything you're putting out there on a in a public airwaves, or there should be some kind of. I mean, there's always going to be room for opinion, but to out and out deceive. If you want to call yourself a news channel, and I'm not just going to put Fox on this on MSNBC, every single one of them, you really shouldn't even put the word news you should just say msnbc uh, you know whatever opinion or, or whatever and sure. fox opinion well all so of you, it you is get... opinion uh by the way john stewart uh, said something about this uh, today in an interview he's got a movie coming out um he doesn't miss his old, occasionally he misses his old show but he doesn't want to he says he's happy with the people that are doing it now uh but he um he he has some interesting things to say about all of this. Uh, and basically, he said this. There is not 24 hours of news. There just isn't. And yet there are a huge pile of 24-hour news channels. And so the only way they can stay on the air is to make stuff up. Uh, I'm paraphrasing because that's not exactly how he, you know, he's very clever. He didn't put it that way. But he basically said that there, uh, this he did say, their purpose is not to tell you what's going on and enlighten you. It's to get you angry and to keep you on the channel for longer because you're angry. That's the whole purpose of their algorithms. That's what they live for. And that go and I by the way that goes for doesn't matter whether you're watching Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson. As long as there's advertising, and <laughs> Look, I agree. I know. Completely, I, I know. I just put a dagger into your bleeding heart, but that's it's the same. I I see it when I watch her. It's the same thing. It's I mean, they call it's them, not the same. Thing. I know it's, she's it's going slanted, to be propaganda it's biased. for one side. Well, she's also got a PhD in political science and a doctorate. In, she's a you know, smart so. propagandist. Yes. Well, maybe. Well, it, okay. it's a show. It's she's never Rachel. attacked Elmo for wanting equal rights. I give her that. <laughs> okay, it, it's and, the and, Rachel and, Maddow yeah. show. It's the Tucker Carlson show. show. They're putting yeah. on a show yes. to get you to watch. And 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 you're right, Bob. They go with whatever works. And what was working was cities are burning. People are going oh, crazy. I love it. So when the cities stop burning and they stop going crazy, it's like we got to make some some uh, cities burn. I here, need you to you run know? in the other room and make Seattle burn for me. Can you? <laughs> Yes, that's. I mean, and it's a shame, but it, See, it, it's out. It's out of desperation for yeah. ratings and for revenue. It's not even. I don't think that they. Uh, I mean, they have to. They have to tell their side, and they have yeah. to do it in a way to keep people, like you say, watching. Now, if that's making them mad. Is what makes them watch, and that's what they'll do. So. Yeah, and, and 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 it's not even their fault. It's human nature that you've got to create drama. We humans are storytellers. We like story. We're the only species, like there is no other species of animal where, like my cat doesn't go, what is the status of cats today? You know, tabby cats get all the breaks. There's no such thing in any other animal kingdom. They're like, every animal is like, okay, I got to find a way to hunt something down and eat it. 
And, uh, you know, except maybe whales, <laughs> except maybe whales. Well, they whales yeah. can talk. Yes. Yeah. And but we do you don't think know they worry about saying. the planet. Do you think they are happy that there's a bumper sticker somewhere that says save the whales? I think nobody worries about the planet more than whales. I mean, don't talk about a guy who needs to eat. I mean, there's a there's a lot of you know a lot to worry about, especially in the Puget Sound here. The orcas, you know, they're they've uh, they're kind of running out of food. So yeah, the, uh, I think the whales probably do worry, or maybe they maybe I think they, they still. I honest, I think they still have flip phones. I don't think they're really on. Yeah, but but I I agree. So we are the animals that love to tell stories, yeah. and what I, I think we need to do more of, and that's one reason I am excited to do this podcast and to do anything that uh, gives us a little bit of a platform, is to to tell stories uh, and to hear other people's stories, people that are different from us, you know, mm-hmm. not the same people, and not and for people from all over the world, and uh, that's uh, that's what excites me. And by the way, thank you. Speaking of stories, my I know I like to brag about my students, but I mentioned Mohammed last week, and he sold a few books. A few of our listeners wow. bought his, his new book because he's Rohingya. And talk about a kid that has a story. Here's a kid that, you know, went uh, – uh, you know, basically on a slave ship when he was 13 uh, and was thrown in a prison. And in the, the long, the the short story and the happy ending is he now lives on Mercer Island. But here's a guy with a story that you just aren't going to hear from, you know, unless you really get out there and start looking for other other points of view and other stories. So thank you to everybody who bought Mohammed's book. It's okay. called The Rohingya Struggle. Very good. So question for you guys mm-hmm. how many of the classic bob spike and joe segments that i put at the end of the podcast have you listened to i haven't listened to any lately i i uh, like once again i'm pretty much listening to uh, high school radio for the most part right. so. spike i haven't listened to any of them to be honest with you and i know and i know why because we talked about this and you told me that it was like it was depressing for you to go back and see how much fun it was it hurts it, it physically hurts. hurts yeah and it and it make and it it it, per, it permeates my dreams i don't sleep you know? what permeates it's, your it's dreams radio especially if i you know even i i dream of radio two three four nights a week wow i dream of being on the radio i dream of fighting with bosses about why i'm not on the radio Hmm. I dream about doing a show with you two. Well, here we are. At least three. This is not a dream, by the way. Pinch yourself. (laughs) I know. I just I've been pinching myself all hour. All right, good. Well, the reason I bring it up is because every time we finish a podcast, I then go into the archives of our website and I start scrolling through stuff, and I look for something. It's like, oh, that sounds like it might be fun, and. Darn if not, three out of every four, like one out of four, I'll start something, I'll go, ah, that isn't that funny, or we were off that day and I won't play it. But then I'll play a segment and I'll go, wow, those guys had some amazing, terrific comedic timing. And so listening to these classic pieces has been educational for me about just remembering how my brain used to even work on that stuff. And I'll tell you, 
it's kind of like going to the gym, except did you see the 24-hour fitness went bankrupt today? Yeah. I saw that one did. I didn't know which one, but uh, I saw that somebody was shutting down. They're, they're shutting down a hundred of them, and they're going to try and reorganize. So if you have a lifetime membership, they're not under, under. Uh, but anyway, it's like working out to listen to this stuff because uh, there's some really, uh, some very slick uh, mental athleticism that went on that, frankly, I'll be honest with you, I'm older uh, and out of practice at that stuff. So, hmm. you know, oh, there's some, like the, the Lisa Lampanelli interview. Oh, there's some stuff. I'm trying to think which one you were incredible on, uh, Spike, because you are, oh, when we did Ask a Mexican, do you remember that? No, no, but it sounds dangerous. <laughs> this guy wrote a book. Something called, that we couldn't do today. No, Joe, and here's the funny Joe's thing. a teacher. Stop, stop, stop. No, this, this guy is Mexican, and he wrote a book called Ask a Mexican because he wanted to poke holes through racial stereotypes. And I put it on right after we did the podcast with Pedro. And it was hilarious. And then I found another one, too. Did Joe have SARS? And... <laughs> This was back when SARS was out, and Joe, actually, I you remember I that? I did one? listen to that. Yeah. I had gone to the doctor and Doctor Butcher. I did hear, hear Dr. that. Doctor Butcher, my, which is a great Dr. name for a doctor, right? Yes, and Doctor Butcher was not there, so I had to go to another doctor. Doctor who freaked out. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he freaked out because I reached out to shake his hand, and he was a Chinese doctor, <laughs> and uh, the uh, you know he had, he knew. This was a it, that was an interesting one. I heard that because that was like the last pandemic that you know yes. we'd gone through. And, well, uh, that's what I try to do. By the way, after each show, I try to think of something we talked about, especially if we weren't that funny, and find us being funny. Right. <laughs> um, well, do you know what I played <laughs> last week? By the way, after the whole like it was really coming to a head about whether we could swear or not. Do you know what I played at the end of that one? No. I played a dear flabby. Oh, Joe, you were so charming. So let's see if you remember this one. It was Dear Flabby. My husband wants to give our daughter a condom to go to the prom with just in case. Ooh, I don't remember that one. I don't even know what I would say about that. I guess it depends I know, on how old I, my daughter was. I chose was. that because you're the high school teacher now? <laughs> right. Uh, let me well, tell you and I something. was the, the dad at the time, depending on how long ago this right, was, I guess. But let, let me tell you, you were not only brilliant, but you were charming. You were self-effacing. And you had good from the heart, warm, loving advice. Because that's who you are. It was great. Like when I started, I was like, oh, I don't want to piss Joe off by playing this, especially if he's really dirty. But you weren't. No, I, I don't think I've ever said, well, I've said stupid stuff that I regret. Don't get me oh, wrong. Me too. Anybody, oh. anybody, I mean, and that's the thing. It is like going to the gym. And remember, we used to work out 20 hours a week. That's I right. I mean, live. And now, now I look at live radio and even what we're doing now is, and we are giving it to you live, un, unedited, unfiltered, but it's still, yeah. it's, it's not, 
it's not the same. And this is what I tell my students. It's like, you know, you're a baseball player. Well, yeah, batting practice is great. But when you get in there in front of live pitching, it's a whole different deal. And live radio to be on the the uh, the high wire, basically, uh, with nothing out there except the delay button to give by you seven seconds if something really goes bad. Is a it's a it's an art and it's a skill and it is an exercise. No. So. Uh, to you know the reason we were so good uh, and not to pat ourselves on the back but most people would say we were pretty good is because we did it a lot you know I you mean, do know joe a, that every time you say not to do something it's just before you actually do it right yes oh i love okay. patting myself aware on the back it. and bragging about <laughs> and stuff. i love it by the way I, i'd like you to do that at least three times per show oh yeah i do and uh, i'll trade but, you but, one s word that i won't say for every three times you do that right but but think about that we've done 52 podcast that's essentially 52 hours we've right. talked to each other over the course of eight months we used to do that much in two weeks two and a half so weeks yeah a, so we're two and a yeah. half weeks into this and we're starting to get to know each other again right oh other things that i put in last week paula poundstone now i don't know how much you remember about paula poundstone and i had forgotten she was on our show about six or seven times and she, she was an alcoholic feminist. I remember that much. Well, she's, she had, uh, you remember that because she was busted for drunk driving with her kids in the car and it almost destroyed her career. That's right. I right. do remember that. And we actually had her on right after that and she came totally clean and yet was still charming and funny about it. So the interview I played last week was a different one. Um, and you had looked up, again, this is how I love you for being this kind of edgy. You had looked up and you said she's asexual, which means she does not like having sex. And um, and I thought, I don't know how to ask. Like, you know, we've had people hang up on us for much yeah. less than that. Uh, so wait till you hear how she responds to that question. But it was really good. The reason I'm telling you guys all this stuff, by the way, is because I'm... I'm I feel like you guys should only listen to the classic stuff. Skip over this because you already did it. But I think you might find it. It's made me super excited about the show, just about being well with you two guys. But also, it, it's, a, it's like a little refresher course on how we used to trick each other into laughing. And you, Joe, especially, you are... You are one serious humor conniver. You would like lead us down a path and we would follow you down that path and nothing about that path was real. It was the kind of fake news you like. Not according to uh, Mark in Seattle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that, that one complaint letter has got your goat. Yes, well. No, no, no. No, I, I've had a few. Actually, Mark in Seattle, he, uh, I should say he was the one who said uh, he'd rather not hear any cursing anyway. Uh, but the guy, it was uh, Gary. Gary says, it seems like the show's chemistry has changed. It's almost like Spike and Joe changed spots. Bob spends more time talking to Joe than Spike. That's fine, except it's supposed to be comedy. Please don't take this wrong, but Joe's really not funny. Uh, what, what, what if it was the Bob, Spike, and Andrew show just a thought? Love you guys, yeah. Gary. Well, all right. Listen, this is why uh, they're not in charge. We are. So, look, I, I think that you are you're a different person now. You're a leader. You're a teacher. 
You're a, a monologue person. You stand up there in front of a classroom and talk all the time. So you're not used to, like on a basketball court, you know, there's five guys, but let's say there were only three. And they do a lot of passing to each other. Well, you have been out of practice doing that. Plus, you know, we're still figuring out like what the modern us is about. So trust me, I've, I've like just listened to some of the classic stuff and you go, oh, yeah, that's what I that's what I do. And it's amazing when you uh, you heard did Joe have SARS, right? Yeah, that's I, I heard that one okay. about me going to the doctor. I did you listen that. to the Stephen Wright interview? No. Oh, oh. And it's so not good. that I don't want to, and I'll have a lot more time now. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, the problem with being—it's not a problem; it's a great thing. But you, I can't grade radio without listening to it. Yes, I, don't I understand. Have a, it's, it's a you lot know, of so yeah. so I have a lot of hours of. So of, let, let me let me suggest a weird uh, idea here. Um, these are approximately ten minutes apiece. Would Mark Zuckerberg miss you if you spent ten minutes less on Facebook twice a week? Uh, I don't know, but he's going to miss me a lot because I'm kind of done with that uh, for the summer. I'm, uh, Good. Uh, and all media. And, I'm, uh, and that's why I was even really torn about this podcast because I really do want to take a break from yeah. uh, at, least the, at least the nasty part of the world and the media world. And I do want to unplug myself from the news and the propaganda yeah. and the social media and oh, classic everything. Classic Bob, Spike, and Joe will do that for you, man. Seriously, it's like, like a massage without the risk. <laughs> With no happy ending? Is that what you're saying? Um, it's, it's, it's happy all the way through, actually. It's just one. That's nice. So anyway, uh, so here's what I'm going to do, by the way. And I, I, I had this thought before the podcast today. I've mentioned all of these great classic episodes. I'm going to put together a greatest hits episode each week for the next couple of weeks that's going to have a bunch of these in a row so you guys can listen to them, but also so other people can too in case they're not. Uh, and as always, we take your requests. If there's anything you want to hear from the Bob, Spike, and Joe classic 25 years, if we have it, we'll play it for you. Uh, and we have a lot of the stuff. It's, I search for it and find it. It's pretty interesting. And and by the way, doing this podcast is what it took for me to listen to him because I've been off the radio for five years. I have never gone to BobRivers.com and played anything. No, you never looked back. I mean, even when we were doing it, and I did, I listened to a ton of it because I, I helped curate a lot of it along with Pedro and Eric and everybody else, but you were never one to look back. You always yeah. looking forward to the next thing. Well, there are some classic comedic moves uh, that really were our uh, trademark that we can do again. That's just all I wanted to say. Because I, I also, I look, no one needs another show talking about politics with the three of us. First off, like, I, I won't even say anything about you guys. I'm not that smart about politics. I didn't go to school for politics. I'm smart about human nature. I know people. Uh, these politicians are all a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's one. That's it. Ding. You're you know, and I don't want to, like, if I start to side with one or another, then I feel like one of them. And it feels, it feels dirty. 
And I'll say that was very appropriate use of the word. By Thank the way, you. Because yeah. I don't know if there would have been another one that would have fit better. So yeah, well, that's you know, you know, it's what what you can do. So uh, anyway, so uh, that's my contribution this week. Uh, as far as just an idea, I'm going to put those all out. And I'm going to try and really, if I want an audience of two people. I want you guys to listen and remember how spectacularly creative and funny you are. And then we'll just keep, because uh, people, the people who are writing to us and who are supporting us on Patreon, they're listening for us, the three people they know, to give our odd slanted take on the world. And um, we have the ability to do that and not sound like anybody else but us. My family loves it. I know that. My wife, she's yeah. like, oh, that, that was great. My, even my dad, he's like, I'm a couple behind, but I'm catching up. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff Kathan is a good friend. Um, a little Republican-y, by the way. Uh, but he, um, he listens and he says, oh. He never misses one. He goes out on his daily walks and he listens to the other one that I'm doing, by the way, which is, you know, I'll give it a little plug. You don't have to like it. It's, uh, I, I podcast five days a week now because I, I, I sort of missed having the conversation. I, uh, that the other podcast is Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly and Zip was my original radio partner in 1981 that I started doing morning radio with and you know ed kelly is this incredible voice actor that used to do voices for us on bob spike and joe whenever we needed mickey mouse he was there yeah and the original president bush i mean he did that for the whole country ed was the yeah. best uh, uh the original bush. i'd like to well, have him on now spike has guested on the other show i'd love to have him on to do dueling rush limbaugh's with spike Sure. That would be let's, fun. Let's, let's see. We can't keep it from being political, though. Yeah. Sure. Now, yeah. while Limbaugh is still, you know, still uh, alive. Because still barely yeah. breathing. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad. Oh, about I think it. Ghost Limbaugh would be even better. I Ghost think Ghost Limbaugh. Limbaugh is going to be great. <laughs> Ghost Limbaugh will be able to just give it really right. what he really felt and not the BS he was pumping out to make money. Would be fun. All right. I felt so guilty, guilty, guilty. What else is going on in the world? Joe, you did send some stories. What do you want to talk about? Well, I'll tell you what's been going on for me and hundreds of thousands of other people today is my phone quit working. I mean, and, and this is like the whole country. You know, I always said what would happen if the Internet stopped and, and, it, and it didn't. But phone service for like millions, maybe, of people just stopped today. And as of last, I don't even know it's working now. Um which is kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of big. I mean, you need, especially now that everybody's gotten rid of their landlines, not to uh, have phone service for a good chunk of the country. Who's your provider? T-Mobile. And their mm. whole network went down for several hours. And, and uh, maybe it's back up now. But uh, that was one thing that a lot of people uh, were dealing with today, in, in, including hmm. me. So was it just T-Mobile? Uh, T-Mobile and then Verizon and AT&T were both having issues too, but they think it was kind of based on the, the T-Mobile network was the one that had the serious meltdown. By the way, you want a classic bit. When we talked to the CEO of T-Mobile, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll grab John that for Legere. today if I can. John sure. Legere. He, he was good. Uh, 
Yeah, he, we never did go have lunch together. He, no, he, he kept, just said he would have lunch, but that's very yes, L.A. So okay. get on the show. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he kept saying he was going to have lunch, but we never did. But, so uh, funny. But uh, and other than that, uh, we got to congratulate Pedro and Luciana. Finally, yeah. they are legitimately Americans. I mean, it's a American citizens it, and unemployed. Yes, and I had a that's fear like, on that's that. Like catching a, that's like catching a dinghy to the Titanic 20 minutes before the iceberg. <laughs> I mean, come well, on, their, let's be fair. Their, yeah. their, their day was uh, Friday, June 12th, which was also the big designated day of protest and strikes. Everybody was going to strike in uh, Seattle in uh, solidarity with Black Lives Matter. And I, was, I didn't want to say anything to those guys, but it's like, oh, man, the luck they've had. They're probably going to strike and, mm. and uh, you know, and not make it. And then I thought to myself, well that would be bad but what would be even worse is pedro was at noon and luciana was at one what if they did pedro and then had a walkout and oh. they left luciana as, as, a, as an art well but at least at least she could have an anchor baby no problem oh yeah, oh, yeah. But i know pedro would not have heard the end of that one i don't think so but congratulations to them the finest americans i know and they are true americans now so absolutely that's wonderful and i had I actually had uh, yesterday something else that was really nice was I got to meet uh, an old friend at a pub to celebrate his birthday, and he is also an American now, and that is Alan White. Our friend Alan turned 71 yesterday. So was he British? And he's had his American citizenship for a long time, right? He just got it, I think, within the last year. No or kidding. So. Yeah, last wow. couple of years. Wow. And, and and he is dual. He is a dual citizen. He yeah. has a passport for both. He's bi. But, uh, but yeah, but he is a bi-continental. He's, he's an American. Supreme and Court was, stood up for them today and said that you can't fire him for being bi. That's right. I heard that. Right. I I saw the headline. I did not read into that, but I know that made a, a lot of people really happy to see uh to see that yeah one come it was down. interesting that the most conservative judge on the court wrote the uh, majority opinion and then the minority had that uh, kavanaugh guy uh but yeah squee squee told him he and squee over a yeah, he and decided, squee decided for they, they would fight it um, yeah but uh but uh, it was good it was six to three uh, on a conservative court to win an issue like that six to three that re uh that reaffirms my faith in at least one of our institutions so yeah. I think that's good. Well, uh, the, the the left left had a big day at the court. There was three major decisions came down today. Oh, what else? Or, or at least three. Uh, there was a decision in the case of the LGBTQ rights. Um, the they decided not to hear the argument against sanctuary cities. Yes, the Supreme Court decided not to hear that case. Which I guess and you could Supreme say Court is also a victory decided, for the left. Yes, I guess you could say that. Yes, it is because you know Trump Trump was and the Trump administration was trying to say if you don't enforce yeah. federal law. At a local level, you can't have federal money, and they, yeah. the Supreme Court said that you, you get to make your own rules. Yes, well, and they also um, the Supreme Court also said that local local governments could make gun laws that for, for their particular um, jurisdictions. So, did they decided not to hear that one as well? Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 they, and by and deciding of, not to hear, they are making a strong statement. They're leaving it up to someone are. else. Yeah. With, especially with a conservative court, like you okay. say. Yeah. So uh, two things to note, and I don't know if you saw this one a couple of days ago, but a Britney Spears fan club person has this huge petition. And I didn't know Britney was from Louisiana, but she is. And oh, yeah. to replace all Confederate monuments in Louisiana 
with bronze statues of Britney Spears in her prime with a bikini on. Uh, oh man! And I and you know they had a mock up of her in a, a bronzed uh, because let's face it, she's yeah, not going to look yeah. that way again. I mean, she's a sweet right? uh, gal, I'm sure, uh, but. Uh, but that would be awesome. I thought it would be fantastic. And then today, just an hour ago on Upworthy, someone else is doing it. There's a movement in Tennessee to replace all Confederate monuments with statues of Dolly Parton. I did read well, that about that. You did hear yeah, that, that one? Yeah. It's been going around now. Yeah. They say. They want to get rid of the, uh, the uh, founder of the KKK. He's got a statue at the, at the Tennessee Capitol. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would replace that with Dolly. You could rub her breasts for luck. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, you know, the statue obviously might need some support to stand up and stay up. But <laughs> it's a little top heavy. Yeah, your job. Your and job I did see. Sorry, <laughs> I saw the uh, the Robert E. Lee statue. I did see a picture, like a one of those. Uh, this is how it would look if we changed it, and it was Getty Lee sitting on top of a horse. Perfect. They said you wouldn't have to change the name or anything. You know, it, just, it still says Lee, and you got Getty up there. I'm a little, you know, closer to the heart, America. Are you mixed on uh, the Confederate statues? Well, I'm not mixed, but I'm sentimental. I, I'm I was born. Born in Mississippi, and, and I was taught that the wrong side won the war. You know, for a ah. long time, um, I was taught that uh, you know the. Uh, in fact, there used to be. You were a, taught uh, that slavery would have been better. No, not the slavery part, but oh, but Yankees well, oh. just people from the north were. Uh, yeah. uh, there was a, an amu- there was an amusement park, and they uh, uh, had a train like a Disneyland train, and right. the deal was these guys would rob the train every every day, uh, you know, as part of the show. Yes, I've been. But on they those. they yes, well, they always were looking for a Yankee to hang. And this is the way I was raised as a kid. I mean, you go to the amusement park, and you were taught that the Yankees. <laughs> were bad that they came and they stole the land and everything and as far as the rebel flag goes i had one hanging in my room for years i never thought for a minute it had anything to do with racism to me it meant uh southern rock and roll and uh old miss football yeah Yeah, leonard skinnerd and and old miss football now obviously i've seen you know now that it's uh it's such a symbol of hate for some i wouldn't think of hanging one but that's where the way i grew up that's kind of is my hair Lisa's the same way. She thinks that these are historical artifacts and that you can tell, you know, we should teach history rather than topple it. But I'll leave it there. Uh, before we go, all right, I'm going to look for, what was I going to look for? <laughs> you don't want um, to even weigh in on the monument thing. John Legere uh, was what you were going to look for. The for CEO the T-Mobile. of T-Mobile. Got it. Yeah. We'll look for that and uh, we'll be back again on Thursday. It's Bob, Spike, and Joe. Thanks for listening.
Bob Rivers in the Morning and the greatest hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. KJRFM and HD1 Seattle. 95.7 KJR and iHeartRadio Station. All right. People who are replaced by technology. And then guess what? It turns out the CEO of T-Mobile heard wind of us talking about him earlier and is going to come on with us at 9.15 this morning. He wants to turn the mobile industry on its ear and offer people month-to-month with unlimited text and phone. And we went like, wow, what are the details? I love competition, you know. I do. I love all my companies. I love my Verizon. I love my AT&T. When they start competing with each other, it's good for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And I believe his name is John Lejeure. I'm checking the pronunciation. But we'll have him on in a minute. Meanwhile, did the cremation guy... He's actually, he was an embalmer guy. Okay. Did he sit through the break? I hope he did. Andy from Puyallup, you still there? Yeah. Thank you for staying. Yeah. Well, where I worked, the cremator was probably 80 years old. But hold on, let me reset this up for people that may have just joined us. We talked about jobs that were replaced by technology, and you were an embalmer, and a lot of people used to go with embalming. Cremation wasn't really done that much, but you say the automated cremation system made embalming go out of fashion because it was much cheaper to cremate, and that put you out of a job. Is that a good summary? Exactly. Okay. And it started probably before 2005, but in 2099, we still had a guy. He was a paid train technician, and if I had a family that I had helped and they wanted to do a cremation, I'd, I'd talk with you know the guy, and we'd work everything out. And then... You know, in the hustle and bustle of a full-blown funeral, he, I would miss something. He'd come to me and say, hey, did, is this ring supposed to be cremated? Oh, thank you. They want the ring back. Well, one of the things... Right. There was, a human, there was a human being involved, like a travel agent on right. the way to heaven. Right. So you push, you <laughs> well push, put. You push the body his way. He finds a valuable piece of jewelry. And, uh, you know. and now they've eliminated it, and it's on some stupid conveyor belt. And well, what it did yeah. was is the guy that got paid $18 an hour, he went away, and then they found the landscaper guy, gave him a 20-minute course, and, and he doesn't even, I mean, he doesn't check the look or nothing. We were told, tape the, tape the receptacle up, that the, the body was going to be placed in the cremator, and, and then that's it. That's it. Just no tape up the receptacle. Analysis. I don't even so want to know what that So the guy that was trimming limbs outside is now kind of tucking <laughs> limbs in inside. Exactly. Oh, my Boom. God. All right, and so... Then, when the price goes down to two hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, the the Neptune Society, which is a great society, I, mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. enjoy them. But they can fill the Tacoma Dome up, have people purchase an insurance policy, and then by two thousand and six, I, I got laid off with six other guys I know of, and now where I used to work doesn't even do embalming. No more embalming because, and by the way, with deference to your profession, embalming was considered an art. Exactly. Be- because the viewing of the body and the work of the embalmer uh, was sometimes people's last final closure connection exactly. with their uh, with their loved one, right? Bob, I'll make you look good on your last day, babe. <laughs> Thank wow. you. Nice to have a friend in the business. <laughs> Thanks, uh, By babe. the way, uh, here at Clear Channel, they do embalm people before they go see human resources. <laughs> that is nice. It's just a beautiful thing. It's a, one well, of the perks. What, what is the humorous thing about all this is the lady from the National Cremation Society came to our funeral home in 2002 she's hilarious <laughs> she's a card um cremators right well we brought her up to the 80 year old cremator and we show the process 
she, because she's there to have us. If anybody needs counseling, do you guys need some extra help from all what you see and do? When we showed her our process, she ran to her car. <laughs> she was shocked that we still used an 80-year-old cremator with... I like to start a, uh, a wood fire with apple wood. What I like to do. Get it nice and stoke it up, get it all nice right. and hot. So wait a minute. You're saying they don't even do cremation right anymore? Well, no, they, they still do it. It's just a... A real clean process. I mean, they they roll the the person in and hit the button, and it's all automated. And you guys, you have the Temptations on. You got a buffet. <laughs> you have a party with all your friends. It's probably more environmentally friendly these days, too. Oh yeah, and that's one of the things too. It, it it was a little bit of I bet you it was a little bit of the environmentalists. It was a little bit of the economy, and it's just the, the trend. And and that's generally now it's 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 switched it's 70 80 percent cremation and 20 yeah. to 30 yeah it is it's a shift in society too though isn't it uh we um i think as society we realize that you know i mean it's not something you want to spend a lot of money on so many people spend so much money on funerals nothing against your profession which no, is no. an art after weekend at bernie's everybody got different ideas <laughs> yeah i think so yeah. Yeah. Got like so so andy what do you say you feel bad and you think people should go back to embalming well no i just i just look at that as a whole lost art i mean i still have a friend of mine that just graduated from the Seattle, uh, you know, funeral home directing school, and, and that was an art that they taught, but I mean, it's going to be hard and tough for her to find Andy, what do you do after embalming goes away as a profession? Did you ever consider putting makeup on people who could look at themselves in the mirror afterwards? They move around too much. Well, yeah, but see, doing it, doing it, you know, it's kind of funny. Some days I, I thought I was George Clooney. Sit still, sit still. They won't sit Welcome still. Welcome to Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living now? Well, I, I I make filters. I mean, the funeral industry is is a is a that part of it. I mean, either you make thirteen dollars an hour as just a funeral director, and you make thirty dollars an hour being an embalmer, and if you know, it's a big swing. Yeah. So yeah, I've been totally out of the funeral business at, for about seven. Right. Well, since two thousand and six, I got an, laid off. As an embalmer, you said it's an art. Do they let you like take pictures for your resume and no, stuff? No, that is the one thing. <laughs> Which is out of respect for the families. You don't have a, uh, a portfolio. Right. I mean, there's no portfolio. my work, you know. I mean, if I go to somebody to get my... I made Leona Helmsley look good. You know, look at that. If I have... If, it could be on the cover of Embalmer Weekly. Right. If I have a guy remodel my kitchen, he shows me kitchens Other kitchens. he's done. Yeah. If I have a guy, you know, paint my car, I get to see his work. Andy, uh, thank you very much. I got a couple other people that oh, were no. replaced by technology. Oh, you got to hang up on you wanna, This you should invite, be our final moment of this Our final moment with Andy. I'm going to make him look good. Goodbye. When I'm Eddie, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put your nice suit I'll on. I'll push Andy. the lids down for yeah. you. All right, Andy, very nice to talk to you. I think okay, Jody bye. actually wants to invite you over for dinner and wants to be okay, friends. There you go. That's all right. <laughs> Call anytime. Uh, Andy, thank you very much. Andy, the embalmer, uh, uh, put him on hold, Pedro. We never know when we may need Andy. Mark in Olympia, hello. Hey, good afternoon. morning, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Mark, uh, I'm running out of time. I got the CEO of T-Mobile coming up, but uh, I, I want to talk to each of you who've been replaced by technology. What did you do? Uh, actually, I'm a controller, and uh, it wasn't so much technology as sequestration with uh, reduction in funds and stuff, but it was the comment you made about controllers, the guy uh, controlling the traffic working six aircraft a day. Yeah. Was, uh, oh, so you're calling to complain about me. 
trying to stir yeah, people up to call. Yeah, I about you because I'll tell you what, there's not too many controllers out there that only work or talk to six airplanes a day. Yeah, I was just being a jerk. What was going on, Mark, is there was no calls, and I didn't know that the phone system was bugged, and I was like, how do I have to do to get these people angry enough to call? And so well, I did. said that. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on your ass talking to six pilots a day, I believe, is what you said. Yeah, I, that was a ridiculous exaggeration. Now, let me, let me be more reasonable since I actually have a controller on the phone because the sequestration... Sure. The airports that they're shutting down, the live controllers, a lot of them are smaller airports that don't handle big, uh, certainly don't handle commercial passenger traffic much. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, uh, what's an example? Olympia is an example. I mean, I, I hate that one? anybody losing a job. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It sucks. And I love air traffic controllers. They're the nicest people. So, but, but if they have to cut... And they switch to pi- uh, pilots talking to each other on airports that are not that busy. Is it, is it such a terrible thing? It could be, yes. All right. Tell me what you think will happen. You're, 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 you're talking about, you know, there's apples and oranges. There's airports like the Chehalis or, uh, Airport. By the way, I hope I have a clearer connection when I'm talking to you trying to land my plane. Chehalis Tower! <laughs> Chehalis Tower! You're breaking up! Do you know your phone's cutting in and out? No, I did not know that. No, it's all right. Uh, I'll have to have a check, have that check. Uh, but basically, yeah, you have air, small airports. <laughs> yeah, not not this morning. No, I'm getting ready to go to work. Okay, go I ahead. I still have a couple. I still have a couple weeks left. Uh, oh, and uh, are you one of the guys that's going to get laid off? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm sorry. I was such a jerk to you. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're uh, we're closing, <laughs> uh, closing the 21st of uh, which, this month for our work. Tower, oh, man. can you say? Bummer. Uh, I'm sorry, the 21st of April. Which, which tower are you talking about? I'm talking about Olympia. Olympia. Okay. Olympia. I, uh, man, wow. that's one of my favorite airports. I've flown in there a bunch. Uh, well, you've probably talked to me a few times. Yeah, you've kept me safe. And here yeah. you're riding uh, in, and I'm just uh, saying you only do six planes. How many planes go in and out of Olympia a day? Uh, on average, around 200 to 250 operations a day. And do you think it will be unsafe? The problem is... is yeah. Yeah, the biggest problem is that there's times when you can run 60 or 7 operations in one hour, right. and the rest of the day it is, like you said, it can be very slow. So, right. uh, But it's those times when the traffic picks up that you really need that extra set of eyes up there uh, to keep uh, pilots from, you know, they might not see somebody. Yeah, I'm, all right, I'm with you. Uh, do you think they're using you guys to frighten us to make, uh, you know, some sort of a deal? And do you think there's any chance they'll save your job at the last minute? I think it was a political move, personally. Yeah. I think it was a per- political move by the uh, some people in the FAA. And, no, they're not probably not going to save it because then they put their backs against the wall. Mm. And, uh, they, I mean, believe me, there were some senators and stuff tried to get amendments passed to wow. save them uh, and got, got shot down, didn't even get to hearings. Uh but, uh, yeah, I think that uh, there was much better ways of doing it. All right, Mark. Uh, I'm sure that if you were organizing it, you would have come up with them. Thank you, Mark. We have the CEO of T-Mobile on the line. So uh, if you get the numbers of the other people we didn't get to talk to, we'll come back to them later. Uh, Mark, the air traffic controller in Olympia. 18 past 9. Uh, did you get the pronunciation on the name correctly? Is it John Legere? All right, let's just bring him on without a lot of fanfare. We talked about him a bunch earlier today. We played some of the audio clips of uh, John Legere, the CEO of T-Mobile, who wants to shake up the wireless industry 
by unhooking people from their two-year plans, letting them go month to month, and letting them... The big announcement, I guess, was that... You know, he'll let you get an iPhone 5 for 99 bucks. So I was trying to, I was like asking, what are the particulars of all of this? And uh, believe it or not, some employees obviously contacted him, and he's taken some time out of his busy day to say hi to us. So, uh, John, is it Legere? Yeah, it's Ledger, but... Uh, oh, if, Ledger, if that's Legere, easier for me. If, if, yeah. if Legere will sell a few more customers, I'll take it. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> will. Ledger. Uh, I do want to remind you that we're on broadcast radio, so I almost got in trouble this morning playing your uh, swearing on our air. I had to hit the dump button. Oh, well, hey, I, this was the best I've ever behaved. <laughs> so, but uh, get that get that bleep button ready. I will have it ready. I, you should let at least one fly towards the end. <laughs> So that uh, so that we'll be able to. All right. So uh, listen, I, I think it's great. Competition is a wonderful thing, and uh, are AT and T, Verizon, like number one and two? Yeah, Verizon is number one. Uh, AT and T is number two, and uh, that's for now. Um, but I want to tell you guys, I am I'm in New York, and I've been bopping around at uh, you know an awful lot of TV and radio shows. I mean, uh, newspapers, and but my employees don't care. I was bombarded, and they told me, "Listen, what the hell are you doing? I'm 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 listening to Bob Rivers, and he's got Spike and Joe and Judy, and you know I don't care what you're talking to. You got to get on the phone with these guys because this is who we listen to." So, oh wow, I'm that's cool because you're right over there in Factoria. That's your world headquarters. I wish I was there, but today I'm in... in no, 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 but I mean, that's that's where your peeps are, and so they were all, like, texting you and everything? Well, I heard we're going to have lunch at Applebee's. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what on, I was told, On you know. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. John, after we played your press conference and your announcement yesterday, I said, there's a guy I would love there's to take, a CEO. take yeah. to lunch. And, and I, well, gr- I grew up, I live in the area, I know every good place to eat there, and we'll start with Applebee's and take it from there. Right. We can move over to the keg. Yeah, but the cake he likes. Yeah, they they find the keg out. I think he knows the good restaurant. Hey, and John Ledger, I compared you to Steve Jobs because I thought what you did was very bold and, um, and you know shake up the world a little bit. So, can you give us a couple of details? So, because yeah. an iPhone five costs more than ninety nine bucks, right? Listen, the, the the biggest thing that we're doing is, and I'm not a I'm not a long term wireless industry guy. And, and one of the things that I was telling you were former embalmer, actually. I I read you. Were. Yeah, I've been I've been in telecom. <laughs> I've been in telecom for a while, but I kept hearing this: you're not a wireless industry guy. And mm. and frankly, I figured out why because this is the craziest industry in the world. I mean, it's it's gotten it's not created at all for the way you or anybody would like to buy service. And it's, you know, these phone subsidies and these hidden amounts that you pay and these contracts you lock into and these rate plans that no nobody on the planet could figure out. Um, and then, you know, the, the what you really want to do is go buy a phone, and then you get caught in this whole morass. So, you know, these, these are not my ideas. When I got to T-Mobile, uh, you know, there in Factoria, that the people in T-Mobile knew exactly what to do. They just needed somebody to be outspoken and bring them out. So... You know what we we've been doing a lot of things. We spent four billion dollars making our network really fast, which is very important. That's nice. And 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 then the biggest thing that we announced yesterday is very easy. We took these rate plans, and I I only ask you two questions: How many lines do you want? And how much data? I only have three prices: fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. Second line thirty dollars. Any other line ten dollars. That's the that's everything. That's it. And then. Everything is no contract. So I can say this without swearing. I'm very simple. If you sign a contract, your carriers are nice to you once every two years. And my concept is, if we suck today, drop us. 
And, you know, so there's no contract. And we have to earn you every single day. So will you lose, also, let me ask, we, that will you lose money every time someone drops you? Like, because no, if you see, gave yeah, them an iPhone for 99 bucks, you're not yeah, going to pay that back for a while. See, what I'm doing, Guy, is, is I'm, not, I'm not trying to trick you anymore. So the iPhone is $99 and then $20 a month for 20 months. Okay. Now that's the, you know, do the math. So right. that's how you pay you know, for the iPhone. The yeah. reality is, on time. if, you, if yeah. you go somewhere else and you pay 199 at AT&T, then hidden in their rate plans where you can't see, you're getting hosed for two years. And it, it, you pay $1,000 extra. So everybody goes home and says, oh, great, I got an iPhone for 199 Right, right, right. So I'm not, I'm not BSing you. All right, you're but come back, let me come back to the thing then, that what yep. if someone, because here's the whole thing. The thing is, you know, you're, you got the open marriage plan. You, you can leave me yep. anytime I'm not putting out nicely. Second for girl is 30 bucks a month. <laughs> the third girl is 10 bucks that's a exactly month. What he said. I, that's I exactly. love this guy. But that's I mean, easy, though, because I heard you put out like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Who's he talking to? <laughs> I think you. Right. So the thing is that if someone leaves, the whole reason they have the two years and the reason we all said, okay, is because if someone leaves after a month or two, then that phone doesn't get paid for, right? Yeah, but what I'm doing is I'm separating the device. I went to something called 100% value plans, which means the device and the rate plan have nothing to do with each other. So ah. you want to buy a phone, you can pay full price, you can use equipment. It's called the equipment installment plan. So what I'll do is I'll give you interest-free financing. So you, On the equipment. It's like going to Best Buy. That's brilliant. Buy, right? now. Where were you, where were you when you thought of this? Um, I was in the keg in, in Factoria. The keg in Factoria. <laughs> oh, Joe's favorite restaurant. There, wait a minute. So you said, wait a minute, why tie these two things together? If, the, if I don't do a good job for them and they leave, they can take that phone. They'll still pay me for the phone, but they can go to another service, and therefore I will show... Contract with me on the phone. Now, yeah. two things. One is I'm going to be able to innovate in that space. So what I'm going to be able to come back with, I didn't want to say everything on the first day. I'm going to be able to come back with um, ways that you can, if you want to leave, then you know you can come in. You can bring the phone back. We'll give you a refund for the residual value. You can put it towards your plan. Right. You can pay the phone off, or I can create some along with the hardware providers. I can provide some way to get you in the next device. But, but you're actually is- saying something. You're saying if it, here's what it feels like. You're saying. I don't want anyone to feel like they're stuck with my service. If I'm not earning your business, you could go somewhere else, and I'm not going to hijack you for two years. Right. And prepaid. Postpaid, I don't care. You have credit. Some people don't want to apply for credit. They got a big wad of cash. Come on, it'll be the exact same price. And here's the fun part when you do 100% value, you can do bring your own device. You want to go to eBay, go wherever you want, finish your contract with ATT, and come over to my, my company. I'm not. I'm not really a phone selling guy. I'm no, not at all. <laughs> show, up, show up with your phone. Yeah. and I'll put you on my rate plan. No contract. Hey, and, John. Can I? By s- the way, yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, the girl in your commercials. I'm not, I'm not sure I like the leather look. Can you bring back a little sundress for at least once in a while for me, please? It's kind of, the leather scares me. Hey, hey by, by the way, we. I don't know if it aired, but um, we have brand new ads. In for two weeks, I'm doing a real fun one, and it's it's just a. It's an old western town, and it's four old cowboys that just are pissing off the townspeople. And then one of the cowboys just looks at the other one and says, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's a real fun attack on the industry. And then right behind that in a couple of weeks are going to be some real attack ads on, and pretty much I'm going to attack AT&T. 
Yeah. It's going to be the yeah. simple choice. Why AT and T or T Mobile? And they're going to be they're going to be fun. They're going to be irreverent, and you know we're going to put a little fun in this game. Uh, all right. Is there any blowback? I mean, you're um, you know awesome. You, well, <laughs> but but usually there's a reason people don't do this kind of thing because there there's you know something. Uh, Wake up with a handset in your bed one morning. <laughs> That's right. No. <laughs> Ahead of a horse. <laughs> um, do you? Uh, by the way, sometimes when these things happen, your competitors have to match what you do. Do you think they will be forced to? Oh, I got it. it this is it, two two things I want to tell you guys. One is, you know, and we've got we've had as many as five thousand employees in Bellevue, and the company is about forty thousand people. Mm. This group of people when the company was going to be sold to AT&T, it was like a death march. I mean, they were wondering about their futures. And now, you know, we're investing, we're attacking. Can you imagine what my employees feel like? They're having a ball. You know, so my, this is all about creating the energy for my team, you know, to really realize that we're going to win. And when they see me up there, you know, with my T-shirts on and my crazy shoes, and they love it. It's an attack. Now, and jeans, the by one. the way. Yeah. Two, yeah. Guys, Two weeks ago. Are those Costco AT&T. jeans? I just have to know. <laughs> <laughs> they look like Kirkland jeans. They don't look all that fancy. Yeah. Oh, come on. They look great. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I mean, you know, the part of the be with the people. Alexander McQueen sneakers, though. I had to give that away. All right. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, here's a fun part. Two weeks ago, AT&T took out a full page ad in the paper. And what it said is the truth about T-Mobile's network. They took a few shots at us. And here's what you can expect from me and my team. They called me and said, John, did you see these ads? I said, no, this is great. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to make ads ready for tomorrow. And I want you to put their ads in our ad. And I want the headline to be, what keeps AT&T up at night? Apparently us. Or headline number two, if our network's so bad, why did you try to buy us? And then, by the way, don't even worry about running the ads. Just leak them to the press and everybody will run them. And it was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> that's that's um, the... That's yeah. kind of the fight. So if they respond, bring it on. It's beautiful. My favorite CEO of the year right, right now here, on man. the on the line, T-Mobile's John Ledger. John, uh, you know you understand customers and people and motivating them and leading them. That's the uh, world's your oyster. Well, guy, I, I'm gonna come when I come back. Bring me in. I gotta I gotta get on. I gotta. Get All right, we want you in the studio, and 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 we'll do that lunch too. We love to have lunch with really smart people, especially people who are tearing it up and changing things. Uh, me, oh, me and me yeah. and Spike are going to lunch. All right. And Joe. Joe's <laughs> the one who had the idea. Joe's got, Joe knows all the cooks, yeah. man. Joe right. knows every Joe's chef paying. in factory. But we'll all hang I'm out. paying. You betcha. Right. John Ledger right there. Any other CEO, by the way, who wants yeah. to be that up front. He's that, that, that Alexander you know. Graham Bell guy wants to give us a ring. <laughs> That's right. We'll take his call. Uh, T-Mobile right, CEO, guys. John Ledger. All right, John. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Okay. Good to talk to you. All right. Bye. Wow. I like that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm. Joe, I'm proud of you, buddy. That was all you, man. Oh, Luciana, kudos, uh, yeah. Luciana, kudos for getting to Luciana the... for getting tracking him down, and to all the T-Mobile employees for guilting them into guilting them into calls. Yeah, man. But I'm on CBS News. I got to go do this. You got to call the Bob Rivers show because they're talking about. It. That's nice. Well, we're in his backyard. Very cool. Uh, okay, nine twenty nine, and uh, you know, I do think the other. If he's this good, I think that it's good for everybody because I think the competitors will have to match i love that guy if we're so bad why'd you want to buy us yeah <laughs> boom <laughs> it don't even bite you it's just leak them yeah <laughs> ah! <laughs> have you seen those politicians chasing all the skirts 
And for all those two-faced piggies, little brain comes first. It's always on alert to stray around with. Have you seen the secret kitties popping up in spurts? Dug up by the paparazzis doing noble work. There's lots of righteous jerks to dig up dirt on. Thoughtless men with morals lacking, they don't care if they sleep around. Instead of stepping out and shagging, give that little. Tell a pack of lies to save their wheel. 